0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network.
1: Welcome to the Essential Apple Podcast, your home for news, news, security stories, technology, and all sorts of other related chit-chat that catches our attention. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another edition of the Essential Apple Podcast. Sorry we missed a couple. Uh, There was a bank holiday. Um which kind of threw everything out of kilter. And then last week, nobody was available to talk to me. And anyway, being one day before WWDC and me never getting the show out that quick, I thought it was hardly worth the bother. I did think about doing a pre-WWDC solo, but I thought better of it. So... Here we are post-WWDC, and Nick is here to talk about it with me. And uh, for those who are interested, that intro is called Summer's Here, due to the fact that uh, today has been 32 degrees in the sun, and uh, hot, sticky, and, uh, well, definitely summer. More than summer, to be honest.
2: Hello, Nick. How are you? I'm all right, Simon. Thank you. That's I good. uh So, yes, last Sunday I was uh, in the Netherlands for my... Nephew's wedding. So, very nice. So that was nice. Uh, very pleasant. Yeah. Why well, it was that. Actually, by that time it was after the wedding, but yeah, it was it was just really good. We I spent a week with my family and a couple of days at the at the venue where we were uh, where they were getting married, and uh, they're they're very accommodating people in the Netherlands. Very friendly. They all speak excellent English, which is good because I don't speak any Dutch. <laughs> um,
1: uh, yeah, I have a couple of Dutch friends, and uh, they say even Dutch people tend not to speak Dutch. It's not a very easy language.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was great. Really, really good uh, six days I was away for.
1: And oh, very nice. Very, pleasant. very nice. Very yeah. nice. Excellent. Glad to hear it. Did you go on the, you know, did you go to, where, where were you? Did you go, were you in Amsterdam um, or?
2: Uh, not as such, no. I landed, as oh, I, I, the rest of my family went on a ferry cause I wanted to take their cars. Uh, I, I decided to fly in the end cause the ferry journey is about 12 hours oh, and, uh, and the flight is an hour. <laughs> uh, so, um, I, I definitely thought I'd fly. Uh, but it, uh, their, their transport systems in the country are just so easy to use. Uh, I mean, I wondered how I, it's been a while since I've been in another country where I didn't think they'd speak much English, but as I say, they nearly all do. And, um, when you're in Amsterdam, particularly at the airport, everything's in English. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's actually really easy, and their transport system. I mean, literally, you get, you go up to a machine, you press English, and and away you go. Say so where you want to go, gives you a card, and you're away. Uh, so yeah, I was I was impressed. It was um,
1: plus, very plus course, very simple to get there. You know, plus of course, anywhere that's not in English, you can use your iPhone to translate it for you. Yeah.
2: Indeed, yes. Google, uh, Google Translate was... Well, no, Google um, Lens was used a number of times on menus and things <laughs> to work out what we were eating. But on occasion, they'd have English menus as well. So, I, um, at uh, my pie- very, very friendly people.
1: Yeah, at my pied-à-terre, there's um, several Turkish people. Um, most of the guys speak English, but there's a woman there who I assume is one of the guy's wives. Yeah, and she only speaks Turkish. So whenever I bump into her, I um, whip out my phone and do the um, speak and track, you know, and then get oh, the yeah. phone get the phone to speak Turkish yeah. to her. I don't know how good it is, but she seems to understand what it says. So, well, that's good. At least we can, you know, say hello in passing. <laughs> there we go.
2: Yeah. Um, any, anyway, we went to, we went to, uh, we stayed two nights in Zwolle, that's D- L-E, oh, which yeah. is a little bit, uh, it's about an hour north of Amsterdam. Yeah, I've heard uh, of it. Nice, nice little town. Uh, one of my favourite days. Uh, I put, obviously, the wedding was my favourite day, <laughs> but <laughs> I've got to say that just in case Matthew, Matthew listens to us occasionally.
1: <laughs> and. Um, Congratulations, uh, uh, Matthew, if you're listening. But, and to your new yes, wife.
2: Indeed. And um on the second day, uh, they've got a they've got a computer museum. Oh, nice. So it's stuck in the middle of nowhere in an industrial estate. Um, but it's in a big warehouse and they've got it laid out um like in chronological order. So it's hmm. not sorry, it's not just computer, it's computers and computer game systems. Um and they've even got an arcade section with lots of old arcade machines in it. Nice. And it's uh, You pay one. So it, it's it's 16 euros, 50 to get in, oh, but good. then everything inside is free to play as much as you like. Nice. Um, and amongst the, um, so the computers start off with, you know, industrial, you know, car, card machines and yep. tape readers and all that kind of huge hard drives and that kind of thing. Um but as you work your way round, you, you're working your way further and further forward in time. Um and every now and then they'll stick in a, a machine that was would have been around about that time with some games and things loaded up on it. So so they have got the original Pong, um, all sorts of stuff. And um the closer obviously it got to my era, the more exciting it I got. Yeah, <laughs> my exactly. nephew my my younger nephew said uh, he said uh, he said I, I, I absolutely loved it in there. He said I mean, I loved the games, he said, but the most important thing was seeing see Nick get so excited and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the... particularly the, the particular point when I rounded a corner and they'd got a Dragon Thirty Two, oh, which was a, which was a Welsh computer.
0: It thought,
2: was
1: How indeed. I I remember. I, that had, they... a
2: did I had a Dragon Did you? I had a Dragon Thirty Two. I did.
1: I remember seeing them advertised, so, and I always lusted after one, but I, ne- I never, I never got round to getting one they, I, yeah, they were They relatively weren't. expensive. They were
2: okay. For, they were okay for their day, but they weren't. Mm. They weren't that brilliant, really. No. Um. But um but it was just the fact they'd got one. And they'd 30... got almost everything else. 32K, the only thing they hadn't got I is think, they had the dragon? 32K? Yes, it was thirty two K. Yeah. The only stuff they hadn't got, they hadn't got any of the modern Acorn stuff. No. So anything f fr- anything from the Archimedes onwards they hadn't got. Um but they'd got so much stuff. I mean it, it really was a blast from the past. You know, they'd got a cabinet with floppy drives and zip drives. Oh yeah, all and, that uh, all sorts of stuff in there. I tell you what, it was, it was a real nostalgia trip.
1: Uh, probably not as nicely organised, but still worth a trip if you're not too far away. Uh, have you ever been to the National uh, Museum of Computing? It's in Bletchley Park. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes, I it, have. Oh it's... no, I haven't. Sorry, no, it was closed on the day I was oh, there. Oh dear, that's. Sorry, went. I went to Bletchley Park. I went to Bletchley Park, but they, the, the museum was closed. Oh, that's
1: a pity. That's a pity. I've been there, and I um, say this: this place was set out in a warehouse, so it was pretty large. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the National yeah. Computing Museum at Bletchley is pretty large. Not as big as that though, but it, yeah. it's you know they've got all sorts of stuff in there, um, and like you, like you say, similar sorts of things. They've got a at one point you go into a room and there's this hard drive which is like about six foot across. Like the platter from out of it, that is. Yes. And I forget what the size of storage was. It's pathetic, you know. It's like half of a three and a half inch floppy's worth. And it's like oh, six, yeah. six foot yeah. Yeah. thing made out of like half inch thick fiberglass. You know. Um, but it's it's know, worth amazing. it's worth a trip. If you do go there, if anybody goes there, by the way, if you're listening to this, you do not have to go into Bletchley House, which is interesting in its own right, but quite expensive. The uh, National Computer Museum is separate. It's in the grounds, but you don't have to pay to go in Bletchley to go in it. Anyway, that's by the by. That's bite. right. Yeah, that's yeah. by the by. But uh, but
2: yes, it was uh, it was great fun. We spent about an hour walking r- around the museum with me getting more and more excited, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then um, as I say, they'd got like a, an arcade section. Um, of course, the the first things that the older members of the group were attracted to was they'd got about eight pinball machines. <laughs> <laughs> so we went and played pinball for about half an hour, which was good fun. And uh, not that I've ever been that good at pinball, but no. I still enjoyed playing them.
1: I like playing it, but I'm not um, good at it. Yeah,
2: and 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 loads of other old computer uh, computer stuff. Yeah, computer um gaming gaming consoles and the original PS1, PS2, PS3. And then right near the end of the museum, as you're going around the main part of the museum, they've got a couple of um, PS5s and um, Xbox Five. Set Xbox up X, with yeah. a number of games installed. See, I mean, I could have easily spent the whole day in there. Oh, I'm sure you um, could. Ju- sure you Judith could. had to come and get Judith had to come and get me eventually,
1: <laughs> say, <laughs> and right. say,
2: "I think we're thinking of going now." <laughs>
1: the rest of us are bored now. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, yeah. I rem- I remember um, when I was about 14. I think my father bought an Atari 2600 system yeah the one that took yeah. the big cartridges yeah 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 um they I were good that.
2: they were good gaming machines for their day for the day yeah and um well they were they were like they were like little mini computers really
1: yeah yeah there you go anyway well, there's plenty going on this week so obviously we i suppose we should press on nick or we'll show be oh, three yeah. hours Sorry. long no no you're all right all yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. Um no proper show notes this week because I've been busy, as I just said. So um I have pasted into the show notes my on the fly notes from um WWDC as it was happening. Um so I suppose we'll we'll kick off and um see how it goes. Um why not? Well of course the first thing the first thing was the much predicted um fifteen inch MacBook Air. Which was uh, very much as expected, I guess we'd say. I mean, it's a fifteen point three inch um, display, and otherwise pretty much the same as uh, the thirteen inch. Not much else has changed.
2: Yeah. But, no, very nice machine. Um, yep. can't really see. You know, quite desirable, really. Not too. You know, quite light. Three point three pounds was it. I didn't
1: make um, a note of the weight but it doesn't weigh very much. I think no. I think
2: I think it said I think it said 3.3 pounds. Yeah. She's very light for something that size. And, I mean um yeah, I, I, very I watched
1: nice. uh, earlier today I watched the uh you know the Gruber's Talk Show Live WWDC Live right. show which is after obviously after WWDC and he gets various Apple executives to come on and talk about uh-huh. what's been going on. He had uh, Jaws and, um, uh, yeah, well, it was John Gruber. And then he had he had Jaws and uh, uh, John, I can't remember his second name, one of the guys. And then he had, um, what was his name? Frank Cannon, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, at the end, he had Craig come on. Um, we'll get into that sure later. But did. that was a, a, an interesting, it's an interesting watch if you you know and if you're not if you're not really interested in listening to John Gruber uh talk to various uh Apple executives about what happened you know what was on stage at WWDC uh just find find the YouTube and skip to the last like 3 minutes after he does all the um thank yous and credits um skip to about the last 3 minutes where they ask uh, Craig if he actually did play that guitar lick um, on that three-headed oh, guitar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, Joss, you know, he's going, oh, what, really? You know, and then Joss goes, oh, hang on, hear this. What's this behind the chair? Oh, it's an electric guitar. And, uh, of course, Craig hands it up and says, um, oh, how does this thing work? You know, let me help you, let me help you strap it on. <laughs> uh, and then he promptly proves that he's actually an incredibly good rock guitarist. So it's only about a minute long at the end. But it's it's very funny, and uh, Craig proves that he is in fact a very competent rock guitarist. So you know, if you're oh, not interested, if you're not interested in the rest of I it, mean, um, yeah, just watch that bit.
2: Yeah, from my from my perspective, because I was quite surprised to see it, and uh, and usually I can tell as a musician, I can usually mm. tell when someone's faking it. Mm. Um, no matter how much good instruction they've had, some, sometimes they'll do something that doesn't look quite right. Or, mm. uh, but uh, and when it, when he play when he did it, I thought, oh, that looks like he's playing that. So yeah. that that was my um, that, that was my impression. But of course um, you, you were, It's a little bit you, like when you when, when people mime mime to stuff, you can some you can sort of see that they are. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah you can. Yeah, if you look but, if you're close and you know what you're looking for as a musician. Yeah. But
1: you know, watching that. It's always possible. You think, well, this is all recorded. They could have, you know, he could have played it and not played it fantastically well, and then they, you know, redubbed over the top.
2: Oh, oh, absolutely. They could have tried it seven times or whatever. whatever but yes, no.
1: They could. Like live on, um, live on John Gruber. You know, on stage with John Gruber, they give him a guitar and like he tears it up. So he's obviously a a very, very good uh, electric rock guitarist. So, yeah, I think the three-headed guitar was, like, just possibly overkill to make make it funnier. But um, (laughs) it was very, very good. There you go. Anyway, so that was the MacBook there. Oh, that was the bit. um, On the... um, on the John Gruber thing, he says to um, I think it's Jaws, and he says, "Oh, I like the bit in the video where you showed the thirteen-inch MacBook Air and then just grabbed the c- corner and pulled it out like a like a Mac window to make it
2: oh yes fifteen
1: yeah. inches." And he went, "Yeah, if only it was that easy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> if only we could have
1: done that in real life." There we go. Um, what else to say about that? It's apparently got a six-speaker system rather than the um, Thirteen inches four, which makes sense because obviously they've got two speakers down the side of the keyboard because you've got more it's room, got more space, haven't
2: they? Yeah,
1: it's got an eighteen-hour battery life. Um, that is impressive. It's, it's impre- always
2: impressive. impresses me. I mean, if the one thing that if you if you listen to people reviewing, you know, PC and Mac laptops, the battery life of Macs is just always so significantly more mm. uh, to everybody else. They've really nailed that bit of. Uh, They've really nailed that of uh, manufacturing. yeah.
1: I mean, it's obviously got a slightly bigger battery than the uh, the thirteen, but a bigger screen sucking the juice. So yeah, it's eighteen course. hours. Um, that's of course their lab testing. We always know that's not real life, but it's it's. It's still
2: going to give you a day's worth of use. That'll give it? you
1: a day's. That'll give you you know, depending on what you're doing, that'll probably give you eight or nine hours in real life at least. Yeah. I mean, I'm always impressed with my. You know, with my air, my thirteen-inch air, um, you can leave it for ages and it's not gone down. And you can even turn it on when it's you think, oh, not much in there. I better get ready to plug in if it goes red. And you could go three or four hours before it goes even into the yellow. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they've brought it in at twelve ninety-nine dollars, which was the um, original starting price for the thirteen-inch. They've um, dropped the thirteen, I think, to ten ninety nine. So that's two hundred dollars off the um, thirteen inch, and I believe the M one is now nine nine nine. Which is still a bloody good machine, by the way. You know, if, it you're, is. Looking for, if you're looking for a budget laptop, yeah. well, not budget, but budget by Apple standards.
2: <laughs> I mean, a a lot, a lot of the talk in this. Um... In the whole keynote was about much faster chips, but the you know the M1 is still incredibly capable. Oh yeah,
1: it is. And for the average person, it's more more than enough. It's it's, I mean the um, the M2, to be honest, gives you about a twenty percent boost in processing speed. Yeah, but that's under heavy load. But ordinary use, you I've not noticed a difference between the M1 and the M2.
2: Well, as, as we've said before, um, if everything happens instantaneously, or apparently instantaneously, then it doesn't matter how many microseconds it is faster, <laughs> you're just not going to see it, are you? Because you're not just not going to perceive it if it's instant anyway. No, exactly. So, um, so
1: yeah. that they had that, and then they brought on, um, what was it? The studio. They were talking about the M2 Max and Ultra. Um, as expected, nothing really surprising there. They've brought out a studio with M2 Max and M2 Ultra. Um, the M2 Max is apparently up to fifty percent faster, and the M2 Ultra up to twenty, thirty, or forty percent faster, depending on what your um, what tasks you're employing. Um, yes. One hundred ninety-two gigabytes of RAM on the ultra which is if if you've got a very large wallet (laughs) yes oh yes definitely and supports up to six displays it's like "Mm -hmm, yeah okay if you can afford if you can afford six of the apple displays that's probably uh 10 times as much as the m2 ultra (laughs) studio to begin with Uh, it's it's just
2: uh, it's mind-boggling isn't it that we can drive this amount apart from something that is well so small (laughs) it's it, it's a bare, you know, it's, yeah. it's so thin and, and light, and yet, yeah, uh, remarkable. There we are. Remarkable so, technology, and everyone else can have it because I'm quite
1: happy with what I've got. Mm. <laughs> oh, yes. And then, of course, they had the long um, expected Pro. Um, main thing with the Pro is it appears to be the same guts as uh, the studio, it's got an M2 Ultra in it. Um, 192 gig, again, quoted as three times faster than an Intel Mac Pro, and comes with six PCI expansion slots, for those oh, who wow. just stick in all the gubbins. Is,
2: is, is that Apple listening to their community again? Maybe?
1: I guess so, I guess so. They did talk about, yeah. quite that, about that quite a lot on, um... I think, uh, you know, John Gruber was pressing them on, you know, considering that the Intel had up to 1.25 terabytes of RAM, and this caps out at 192, you know, are people going to be disappointed with that? And they just keep saying, as they would, to be honest, that the um, Apple Silicon architecture, you know, blows the whole previous paradigm out of the water and... um, It doesn't use memory in any way, anything like the same way.
2: I think it's fair to say that all the people who would use those, you know, that hundred and ninety-two gigabytes of RAM, um, they 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 all will probably be disappointed. Um, All three of them, probably, (laughs) yeah, probably,
1: yeah, (laughs) exactly. All three of them who need a terabyte and a half of RAM. There must be things that need that, but really, if you're doing that, I'm sure you're already building completely different systems.
2: yeah, you're probably you're probably building your own to what I, do
1: what you need it to do. So. To be honest, the one thing I did note, um and didn't write down, but what they said was that the M two uh Mac Pro uh already contains enough graphics acceleration to be equivalent to seven afterburner cards. Oh yes, uh, I remember seeing that, yeah. Yeah. Which is the original the original Mac or the previous Mac Pro, I should say. One of the things you could add at great expense was the graphics afterburner, um, which I think cost nearly as much as the bloody system in the first place. And they're saying the M two uh Ultra contains the equivalent of seven afterburner cards. So uh for graphics and sound thing i don't know there must be other things that maybe it's not suitable for you know decoding protein chains or something like that but there you go that was that was that um and that starts at seven grand which actually for what it is doesn't sound like a huge amount of money i know that's the base configuration um
0: yes
2: i'm sure you can spend an awful lot more than that but um
1: well gruber was saying or um Maybe it was If uh, if you're up for that
2: else. if you're up for buying that kind of equipment I'm sure you'd expect to spend at least that.
1: Well, they were saying the expansion cards that people put into those systems can cost, you know, six, seven, ten, twelve grand a piece. So
2: <laughs> No, because cost... they're being ma- yeah, they're being made for specific reasons.
1: Yeah, yeah, so the um you know, the cost of the box is relatively trivial in proportion to the sort of money they're prepared to lay out. So Yeah, and know
2: are. your market and all that.
1: Indeed, indeed. Um, then, of course, so we that had... was
2: cool. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the Mac bit. That was um, yes, that was I good. Was pleased to see, pleased to see the the the, um, the MacBook Air, uh, fifteen inch, and um, and the other stuff was all very impressive.
1: All, well, you know. <laughs> so yeah, I was
2: enjoying that I was enjoying the keynote at this point. I thought, mm. I thought it did very well. I, I've only actually got to see it in the last couple of days because uh, mm. having been away and all that. But, uh, yes, I, I thought that was very good.
1: Definitely. So uh, then we had Craig come on to talk about um, iOS 17. Well, to talk about all the OSs, to be honest. But um, one of the big big, uh, you know, tent poles of iOS 17 for the phone is uh, improvements to FaceTime and messages and uh, phone calls, including the uh, you know, stunningly important contact posters, which they made a big thing out of. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice idea. Nice yeah, idea. Nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, you know, they like to sometimes make a big thing about things that relatively are trivial, but
2: yeah, usually, usually something fairly graphical, so they yeah. can show it
1: off. Yeah, They can show it off. So yes, you can build a contact poster, can't you, with your photo or you know, emo- uh, what it and emojis and all the rest of it. Um, kind of like. Uh... Very similar to the um, modifiable home screen. Yeah. Um, I did notice, quite interestingly, that they were not locking that to iOS 17 uh, itself. It will be uh, available to work with major um, voice over IP platforms. So they're saying it should work with Skype and, um, you know, not only FaceTime and, yes. and Apple phone and Apple messages, but it should work with, um, what was it, WebEx, Teams, uh, blah, blah, blah. That's good. Uh, yeah. Available, you know, available as an, uh, uh, what is it, whatever they call it. Anyway, a uh, uh, API. Available as an API for third party um applications to um incorporate. It's nice. Um then they had something I did think was cool, which is the live voicemail transcriptions on device.
2: Uh yeah, I thought that, I thought that was clever.
1: That was that was nice. So they're saying if somebody's leaving you a voice message and you don't want to, you know, if you don't want to take the call and you put it send it to voicemail, um you can have the transcription of the message come up on the uh, lock screen so you can glance at it and see if it's important or not which was nice i thought that was clever um i don't know if you're like me though if i put something on voicemail usually people don't bother to leave a message so (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah. um uh you'll you'll probably start get get messages which say send two and two and sixpence we're going to a
1: dance exactly (laughs) they're the ones but um (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, I, I guess there must be people, you know, people who are in business or whatever, who where voicemails are much more important than they are to, you know, man in the street, as it were. Um, That's
2: right. I mean, I, I can see the advantage of being... A, if you're in a meeting, you don't want to be disturbed. Um, you don't want to get your phone out properly, but you can just quickly glance at it and have a look at what what's being
1: asked or said. Yeah. That's
2: quite useful.
1: And, of course, um, if you've got one with an always-on display... Um, you could probably just yeah. glance at it on the desk or whatever as it comes. Um, to go with that they had um video voicemails, which is basically if you try and FaceTime somebody and they're not available, you can leave a video message, much as you can use a voice leave a voicemail on um on the phone. Yeah. Which is, you know, nice little add on. Um then they had uh, check in. Check in on messages. Now that was that was nice. I like that. Um that's the thing where you can uh basically say you know when you're leaving somewhere instead of having like send a message when you get home safely you
2: oh, check, right yes yeah
1: we we check in it will basically when you reach uh you know home, it will automatically say, you know this person has arrived at their destination safely, and uh if you take too long unexpectedly, it will send a message saying you know unexpectedly taking unexpectedly long, do you need to check in, which is
2: yeah, no, I think that's quite clever. I can imagine a lot of parents whose children are going away to college for the first time, or whatever. Yep, or, um, or, or you know, might, or, might, or just going away generally might want them to just check in when they get to <laughs> when they get to where they're going. Well, I, I think I thought that's quite a clever
1: idea. I thought if, if you know, if, if nothing else, you know, you go to a dinner. You know, if you live in a metropolitan area, you know, and you're walking home. Yes. um it's just a uh, you know, and. and I'll admit it. I've had times when I've left somebody and they've said, give, give me a text when you get home safely and you get home and yeah. you know, it's quite late and you start getting ready for bed and you forget. And then, they, you know, an hour later, they're like, are you okay? Did you get home? All right. Like, Oh, sorry. I <laughs> yeah. forgot to text you. Yeah. So, you know, um, and even if it's something as simple as say, you know, you're walking home and you decide, decide to stop at the kebab shop and there's a queue, you know, and you don't get home when you expect share a message saying, you know, are you Okay. You know, um, yeah, docked at the kebab shop, you know. So, you know, that was a nice, that's a nice touch. Um, then they'd got the name drop, which obviously everybody's going to say, stole that from Android, Android's had that for <laughs> years.
2: Um. We don't care, we've got it now. It doesn't
1: matter, does it? Uh, name drop, airdrop, photographs, phone, watch, uh, so, you know. Also apparently works with SharePlay, which was nice, so they're saying you can, um, you know, if you're listening to something or watching something on your phone or iPad or whatever, you should be able to tap it with the other person, and they'll get an in- invitation to join your share play.
2: Yeah, um, and then one. Used- I've never used chair play at all, but I'm, I no. can imagine if you if you've got a group of friends that you do, with, it's that's actually quite fun.
1: Yeah, you know, rather than baffing about with links or whatever, you just simply tap your phones. Um, yes. Then, of course, they went on to something which will pre- please a lot of people. I think auto correct with inline suggestions and better dictation. Um, Yay! Improved auto correct using what were they called um, I forget what they called it, but a different a different type of. Um, A new, you know, new machine learning way of uh, predicting what you are going to type. Uh, Hopefully that will make autocorrect a little bit less autocorrupt. And, um, yeah, with inline suggestions. And apparently the suggested word or words will be left highlighted in blue so that um, you don't get those horrible surprises when you type something and send it only to find that autocorrect has altered it without you knowing. which would be good because the number of times I've sent things and autocorrect has changed a word. In fact, I uh I sent a message to my friend Tim earlier. Uh, no, sorry, to my daughter saying, um, Uncle Tim is off to see you know your aunt Claire in Cornwall, and it sent it as, uh, Uncle Tim is off to see Auntie Claire in court. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I like. I like it. Cornwall. Not in court. In Cornwall. Thank you for that one. Oh dear. Um so that's a little drives
2: the one that drives me mad most. Uh, it, it's actually not Apple, it's it's WhatsApp that does it. Hmm. Um of course being in the church community and a church WhatsApp group, um, God gets mentioned from time to time. Mm. Uh, whenever I try and type God, it says Good, mm. and whenever I try typing Good, it changes it it's to God. God,
1: yeah, <laughs> thank you for that one. It's
2: so annoying. <laughs>
1: I have no idea why, because it's not something I ever type. But um, no, my no. iPhone, no. no, no, not 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 that. I'm saying my iPhone has a horrible no. tendency to decide that the word this should be Thai It's like oh, oh. how weird. Why Thai, right? Not like that word I ever type. I have no reason to mention Thailand yes. whatsoever. But it, yeah,
2: The other thing, it seems, it's the short words it seems to struggle with. Sometimes it puts if in when, I mean, when I've typed oh. I meant of. Yeah. And uh, and and the other way around just makes us all sound illiterate. Which yeah. Is, which is very yeah. annoying.
1: So that's supposedly, uh, you know... Big big improvements coming there, we hope. And uh Apple have finally stopped being quite so prissy and um you won't have any more ducking uh problems. So there we go. <laughs> <Totally> <laughs> finally decided that um you know, adults occasionally use profanities and uh they don't want to have their words changed for them. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if it's something I've done. I might have gone into the dictionary and added a few uh, profanities to mine, but uh, right. sometime in the... and It was either that or the latest betas of 16 point... Where are we now? 16.6 something? I don't know. Wherever we are, that stopped um, trying to correct my occasional profanity. for saw me. So they might have already started to implement that. Um, then they had the journaling app which journaling is not my thing, but it did look quite good. I like the... um,
2: I must have missed that. I must have been distracted at that point. I don't even remember
1: it. Yeah, they're having a thing called journaling or journal. Uh, The journal app will use the machine learning. um, Do you know how photos will surface memory from this day or or similar things like that? It's going to use that kind of um, machine learning to, if you turn it on will effectively help start your journal for the day with, you took a picture here, you went there, uh, you sent a message. So effectively try and collect um, things from the day into a sort of suggested um, journal uh, entry, which you can then edit to your heart's content and add more pictures and various other things. But it will attempt to build a basic... Entry for you using photographs and messages and things, which it seems like oh, really? a good way to get okay. people started. If you're not, um, I know a lot yeah, of people who are not
2: in you know, our natural journal, yeah. Well, I,
1: I think a lot of people say they like the idea of a journal app and then they come to the end of the day and they open it and they've got no idea where to start, and they don't know
2: what to write. <laughs> exactly. you no, know, yeah.
1: um, I think that you know, in that way, it's just going to make some suggestions from your day to get you started, which, you know, might help people. That's um, quite clever, yeah. I know. I must
2: have, have dozed off at that point, I think, because <laughs> I don't remember it at all.
1: Um, and apparently there's a suggestions API, which will be uh, the same suggestions API that they're going to use themselves will be available to third-party yeah. apps who already... So people who already make um, journaling apps will be able to um, take advantage of this ML API to assist Good. them as well. So Apple are saying, mm-hmm. you know, it's not only for us, it's for everybody. Um, so things like, I don't know, was it Day One, I think there's one called? I don't know. Yes. I'm, not, I'm not a journaler.
2: Yeah, I've heard of Day One. Yeah. But
1: so people like that will be able to take advantage of the same things. So Apple are saying we're not shutting them out and trying to um, outdo them. Um, they had the standby mode, um, which is basically taken from the watch um, which is where, if you you know, when you put your watch on, uh, put your phone in nightstand mode, turn it on its side, it will display um, the time, and uh, you can customize it with various widgets and so on. Which is,
2: I thought that was quite good. I yep. thought it was quite good if it, if you're the kind of person who uses it as a a phone by your bed, as well as everything else, or um, an alarm by your bed. Well, yeah, I use mine good.
1: sort of a, as an alarm, and um, I, I do put my watch. You know, I have my watch, so that goes into kind of nightstand mode, where it will show you yeah. the thing. But this, this one's saying it can be, um, it will be more adaptable than a watch, obviously, and you can put widgets and things on there. So, for example, when the alarm goes off, it might be able to show you what the weather is going to be and what meetings you have that day and that sort of yeah, thing. If you're that awake at that time in the morning. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. Depends, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know. Um. No, nice addition. This is this is the bits where um, I think it's quite nice that they, you know, the teams feel like they're talking to each other, and um, yeah. you know, the phone guys are saying, "Well, you know that thing that the watch does. Wouldn't it be cool if we added that to the phone or vice versa?" Um, yeah. Um, and Siri is going to drop the word "Hey," so it becomes simply Siri. And... That's going to please.
2: That's going to please all the podcasters, isn't
1: it? <laughs> well, there you go. Um... I just
2: have to. Just have to keep saying the S, lady. <laughs> yeah, hey
1: S. Well, it's no longer hey. Just, just zero. S. <laughs> and um, you're going to, you know, what was it? Um, I mean, actually, to be honest, I don't know about you, but most of my devices stopped worrying about They're much better at recognising your voice than they used to be. They're much less prone to yeah, going off when um, people mention it on podcasts or whatever. But it is, it, it, they still can go off, but not as much as they used to. And apparently it says here, ads run on. Um, the ability to oh, that, not have that's to like re- Alexa. Yes, not. I thought yeah, they'd added. I thought they already Alexa. added that, but um, maybe not. Oh
2: right, I don't know. Well, it's, Alexa certainly. You can. You can. There's a yeah. setting for each device. which yeah, allows you, can, you to for to continue listening for a little
1: while. Yeah, and I thought they'd already added that to Siri, but maybe they've added a much better version or improved it. Because I do know, quite often, I don't know if it's got too short a wait time or quite or whatever, but when I do use Siri, often you go to ask it something else and it's like nothing. You have to go, Oi, waity, <laughs> waity, yes. can I ask you, you know, can I carry on, please? Um, so that will be good, hopefully, and... Uh, you know, apparently there will be more improvements to Siri coming. Um, then we went on to the iPad, which woo, now gets interactive widgets and a personalized lock screen with widgets, um, live activities and multiple timers, the health app and uh, better PDF and freeform form. Um, all things which basically I think it's taking from the phone. Um, or yeah, the Mac.
2: and some nice tweaks. Some nice tweaks, nothing, nothing spectacular there.
1: No, no, nothing. And plus, of course, uh, you know, all the things that are already being added to iOS. So everything that goes with the FaceTime, messages, yeah, uh, all yeah, that, yeah. that, that all, all applies equally. Um, I, I thought both of the uh, iOS 17 variants were good. They looked good. They had improvements that yeah, looked like they they'd do. be useful. No massive changes. Not huge upheaval. Um, nothing wrong with that, to be honest. Um, I thought you could already do multiple timers, but perhaps you can't do multiple timers on the iPad. I don't know.
2: I I don't know. No, no.
1: I rarely use. You I, don't t- I don't. I don't use, use
2: them on the on my Apple devices anyway.
1: So. Don't you? I use I use I use a timer on my watch or my phone quite a lot, but I I tend not to need more than one. So
2: yeah. No, I've got the a lady in the house, you see. So I just mm. I just call her. <laughs> I have a couple Get, of those, so I her to sort my time. Is.
1: I could, I could, if um, I could, if I wanted, but I usually have my my watch is usually closer, so I usually just have my watch to do a timer. Um, Fair enough. I don't think I've ever bothered to ask it to do two. I'm usually, you know, most of the time I'm using a timer. It's for cooking, and if it's cooking, I've already got in my head yes. when I, you know, I don't need to know 25 minutes for the potatoes and 45 minutes for the meat. I'll go 25 minutes and. I know how much longer I need after that. Uh, uh, yeah,
0: yeah,
2: I know what you mean. Yes, we um, have got brains that we can yeah, use.
1: <laughs> yeah, my, you know, I'm not completely reliant on my tech. Um, the health app finally comes to uh, to the iPad. Uh, good, I guess, about time.
2: Yeah, you can see all your, all your
1: health data or, in my case, your unhealth data. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say for most of all us, in uh, one place. all your unhealth data, <laughs> all the things that are wrong with you can be collected in one place. Um, better pdf PDF and free form um also good uh and what was i going to say oh yeah i know some time ago they added the workout app to the phone um (laughs) i have to say that the other day i went out realized i was not wearing my watch because i'd put it on charge earlier when i was walking dog so i asked my phone to track my dog walk for me and i got back and it tracked absolutely nothing so thanks for that oh so much for using your phone to track your workout mate um it said (laughs) starting your workout and then when i got to the end and pulled it out it was like would you like to start a workout late now (laughs) i've done me i've done me 35 minute walk thanks oh dear um then we went on to the mac mac os which is going to be called sonoma never heard of it when they said no, it was going normally. to be, a, when they said it was going to be a wine region, I thought it might be something I'd recognise. Apparently, it's the second most important wine region in California, but I've never heard of it. So. Well, there you go. Whoop-de-do. Whatever. Um, got new screen thingies um, and desktop widgets which fade back when not in use. Um, okay. <laughs>
2: I mean, I thought I thought the design was nice. I, I yeah. like the fact that they fade into the background when you're concentrating on something else.
1: Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, nice. Tight. <laughs> yes, thank you for that, Vinny. That's your impression, is it? Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Vinny agrees. Vinny agrees. He, he likes the widgets. The, the widgets are a good thing, apparently. Um, uh, and apparently you're now going to be able to use iPhone widgets on your Mac desktop. Um, yeah. Might be useful. Why not? You know, they're all on the same code base, I have no doubt. So that's um, something. Apparently, there's going to be a game mode which prioritizes prioritizes game code, reducing latency, and has two times Bluetooth sampling for um, better response to your um, game controllers, which is uh, interesting. Definitely, uh, I don't play games on my Mac very much, but, you know, um, could be... No, I uh, I, I don't
2: think... I don't think it'll improve two dots very much, which is the one <laughs> I'm playing a lot of at the moment. <laughs> just, Probably unlikely joining to joining dots together on the screen.
1: But it, you know, <laughs> it's a it's a step in the right direction. I like the way that what you can say is, I'm I'm going to play a game. I'm going to go into game mode, and so lots of um yeah. the more background. So stop
2: mucking out. Stop mucking about doing other stuff.
1: Yeah, basically, <laughs> you can turn down all the you know iCloud um synchronisation and everything else and um concentrate on uh, that's a good idea concentrate on letting my game run um thing and to promote their new push towards uh gaming we had Death Stranding the director's cut and the uh famous game designer thereof on stage to um to show us, you know, yeah, how wonderful Metal up. Three and all the rest of it uh, can be. It looked quite
2: uh, looked quite good, I thought. Yes, not yes. Being a gamer, the same as you,
1: but it was good. Well, I do, I, you know, I have, I do play some games on the, usually on the Xbox or the PS5, to be honest. Um, yeah. But uh, Death Stranding is a big title, and a director's cut thereof coming, you know, not, I don't suppose, exclusively to the Mac, but to the Mac um, is nice. Mm. A little bit of, um, I think, as John Gruber said, the only problem with the stuff about gaming, lads, don't want to be harsh, but you know, I've got deja vu here. <laughs> oh, I've, yeah. I've heard you yeah. making pushes about how you're going to improve gaming on the Mac and it's going to revolutionise it and, it, you know, nothing happens. And I yeah. said, you know, <laughs> fair enough, yes. as I said, yes, but that was before. And now we've got Apple Silicon and it has all these fantastic benefits for game directors. Um, or, you know, game designers. Plus, of course, um, they introduced... I don't think this was... I, did they, they might have mentioned it at WWDC, but they certainly mentioned it afterwards. There's going to be a game porting kit for... Um,
2: oh, yes, I saw that,
1: yeah. Game makers to help them port PC or other games, you know, to the Mac. Uh, a bunch of APIs to help them make, uh, you know, recompiling a game for Mac easier. So that's... has got to uh, help, hasn't it? It's got to help. the. um got to help.
2: If, if you're having to put in less effort to port it over that's always a good thing
1: exactly so it seems like apple are making at least some attempt to attract some serious games to the mac um yeah we had some stuff for um various uh you know video conferencing tools like uh zoom and such like yeah, you I, thought can... that
2: was, I thought that was quite interesting because yes. what they're doing is actually take it, taking what, what other tools are doing for you. Mm. I mean, if I'm using Zoom and I wanted to use, you know, overlays and things like that, I'd probably just pull it into um, the software we use at church. And send it back out as a virtual camera back into Zoom. Yeah. Um, but this, this enables you to do the overlay thing directly with yourself. So,
1: yeah, you can appear good. as a, like a head, can't you? Talking head in a bubble. Um, yeah. Appear directly like on, in front of screen. the screen.
2: Yeah, I quite like the directly in front of the screen where you've got your screen behind you. I thought that, you know, if you're giving a lecture or something, that's going to be really useful to be able to do that.
1: Uh, very much so. Uh, my boy has done some stuff, as I said in the past. He did some stuff on YouTube. Um, and achieving that requires, you know, faffing about with OBS and or other yeah tools to, and virtual cameras and and scenes and things. So it'll be it'd be nice, you know, uh, it'd be nice to be able to do that without having to use third party software and so on. Um. And a bunch Indeed. of effects. I believe there was. I, I don't recall exactly. I'm going to have to rewatch this because I've got to do a presentation on this for the uh, Mac user group at the end of next month.
2: Oh, hadn't they got? Hadn't they got the two thumbs up? And it did. Or am I? Going oh to get yes, fixed, yeah. With other effects No, no. There yeah. were
1: some effects. You know, it recognises things. So you put your hand up and that sort of thing. And um, make a
2: heart shape.
1: Yeah, you know. As if
2: I, I don't think I've ever done that on screen.
1: (laughs) No, but you know, it might be a little bit of a novelty, but you know, it all helped, Um, and I'm sure there were effects in, but that they didn't show that might. um, Basically, and that's will be available for third party products as well, so Teams, Webex, Zoom, um, Safari is going to have improved blocker tracking um, and some other security improvements. Um, all good. Uh, user profiles, um, which is a bit like focus modes, as far as I could see. You could create a work profile and a home profile, and a, which I suppose you could also use to create profiles for different people. If you, although that yeah,
2: I would have thought so.
1: Be slightly thin, because if you've got other people who need to use your Mac, usually you just set up another another user. But I guess yeah, should be... yeah, true. But there you go. The, the use of profiles is a bit like focus groups, but uh, focus, but for Safari, which yeah. I could see people making use of. You know, you could have a research profile and a writing report profile and things like that. Um, people who are heavy users of Safari will no doubt find uses for it. I don't I do not do enough deep Safari work for that to really matter to me, but uh, nice touch. Yeah. You know, all these, lots of little things again this year, I think. Lots of... Um, yeah, it was.
2: Well, I thought were, I think a lot of them were. A lot of them you you watch and say, oh that's good, yeah. mm. oh that's good. <laughs> and none, of, liked- none of them were uh, necessarily. Um, I didn't feel that, that anything they introduced was unnecessary or. No, I just thought that they were just good tweak, good tweaks to what we've already got.
1: Exactly. Oh, what I didn't mention it. Did one of the things they uh, did with messages was the the thing you can make make your own stickers and have live stickers yes. and things and stick more stickers. Oh, on I them. like I like that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not much of one for stickers. I mean, I've had stickers from for ages, but there are people I'm sure who are much more into that. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't think anything in the main part of the uh, WWDC keynote. Was a jump out of your chair? Oh my God! Look at that moment. But no, lots no, of it wasn't. lots of nice things, uh, which often tend to be the things that add up to a new OS that you won't hardly notice is different, awesome. but will find lots of nice things.
2: Yeah, sometimes you get a feature that is something that makes your life so much easier. It, it might be quite specialist, but that little thing they've changed has actually made your life significantly easier. Exactly. So small changes don't necessarily mean for some people that you've actually made a big difference. So, oh, exactly.
1: I mean, I, I don't use focus. I don't use the focus mode. No, like, nor me. At all. But for people who, you know, do have uh, a use for it, apparently it's a kind of life-changing Change you know yeah, if, if you' someone
2: if you're someone who can't resist being distracted by what's going on around you
1: well is that i am it...
2: I'm, I'm the kind of person who once i'm focused on something i'm focused on it and i don't get distracted very easily but uh, that i' that's not the same for everybody
1: no it's not but the other the other sort of people i've seen who are you know extolling how useful focus modes are tend to be people who might do a lot of different things you know research writing um preparing a presentation and used correctly for that you can you know with the correct focus mode it's not simply uh blocking distractions but it can bring in all the tools that you want simply for that without having to open them all you go i'll go to that focus mode and you know i don't know it it opens safari and your note taker and uh, you know blah 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 that's true um yeah that's true and effectively creating or when was it way back in something like system 7 or system 8 in the classic days there was a you could do um there was a sort of early version of that where you could you could create groups of apps and um If I recall correctly, it's a long time ago now, but you could you could make kind of groups of apps, um, you know, so that it would open Safari and Word and Keynote or whatever and close loads of other things anyway. But people who, you know, people who do that sort of thing say that focus can really make your life a lot easier by doing that sort of thing. That's good. And ch- changing, you know, maybe changing your um, your space, moving you to a different um, set of widgets and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah. There we are. What have we got? Um, AirPods. Changes to the AirPods was adaptive audio, which blends transparency and noise cancellation together. Um, seemed not sure what to make of that. I mean, you've got transparency, which already has sort of um, reactive noise cancellation. And then you've got, anyway, seemed like a reasonable idea i guess if you're in environments which might change you can have both at the same time as it were um yeah and airpods pro have a new conversation mode which detects you speaking and will attempt to focus the um the pickup on the person in front of you which uh seemed you know quite a nice clever you know a nice enhancement both
2: Both really sort of AI related, aren't they? Those two. Oh yeah, They're yeah. Using yep. using information around you to actually make it easier for you, which is very clever.
1: Well, I noticed very interestingly that although there's a lot of what you know the press now call AI going on here all the time, Apple never mentioned AI, or if they did, only about twice. But they did refer to machine yeah. learning all the machine time learning, yeah. and I think the, I think that's deliberate on their part not it could be
2: because we do tend to call everything AI these days. yes so. and
1: um, I, I think yeah. because of all the hype around um, you know perceived AI apps I think Apple are sticking to the more technically correct term of machine learning and
2: uh, Yeah, I can see you wanting to do that. You don't want to get people to be start coming af- afraid of your No, I think devices. the other thing is
1: is um in the in the Gruber, you know, live show, um I think it was Craig said we don't want our users to focus on the technologies we use to make things happen. We want to concentrate on user experience and how that's done isn't a secret, but you don't need to know how it's done unless you care, effectively. So, yes, there's AI and machine learning stuff in practically every app on the Mac and iOS. We just don't make a big thing about how we do it. Um, So there you go. Um, Apparently, improvements to AirPlay, including AirPlay in selected hotels, who will be, you know, signing up to allow you, make it easy for you to AirPlay... To your hotel um, TV,
2: oh, that'd be good,
1: um, no doubt. Various chains will be uh, signing up to that. Of uh, a sort of variety yeah. of AirPlay enhancements, which I haven't made any notes on. Um, and the one I did quite like, especially if you've got a bunch of teenagers in your car, uh, share play for CarPlay, um, which have they, have, they, have they actually met teenagers? <laughs> <laughs> well
2: you just end up getting the, the the music changed every 30 seconds as they well, find against one of the, what yeah, but,
1: <laughs> but you know it does it does mean effectively what they're saying is you can do share play and then it will allow more than one person to be in control of the music so yeah no squabbling about you know They'll still change the music every thirty seconds, but they won't squabble about it, <laughs> yes. I'm sure it has other uses, but it you know it's a nice thing to add
2: I think that's quite a clever idea yeah you can build you could build like a sort of playlist that you that has a little bit that you all like so yeah clever and then, idea. But
1: also it also means of course if you're the driver, you don't have to be worrying about it. somebody else in the car can take control of the. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, of the music. Um Apple T V gets a new control center which looks very much like the control center on your phone or iPad. Um and FaceTime for Apple T V using your continuity camera. Um
2: Yeah, I thought that was um I thought that was really clever.
1: Yes. I did actually. I thought that was uh, you know, I mean the continuity camera thing is okay, but I mean, you know, All the the Mac laptops have built-in cameras. I know some people say they're not good enough, but they always seem good enough for what I use them for. Um, But, yes, the idea that if you're, um, you know, talking to your family, um, you know, and there's a bunch of you in the living room, it'd be quite nice to have it on your big TV rather than um, all of you trying to cram around an iPad. Yeah. uh, Just another little nice touch, I thought, you know.
2: yeah, I thought so.
1: Put your continuity camera in front of, you know, down on the on the unit and then do uh, your FaceTime with your family via the TV. Um, and an API for third-party apps also for that coming to Apple TV. So, again, not only for FaceTime, but other um, video chat um, apps will be able to take advantage of that, apparently. So uh, Actually, what I noticed in here was quite a lot of things where Apple were introducing things which are nice, and then saying, "But we're also throwing this API out to other developers." So you know, FaceTime is not your preferred, um, you know, video. Yeah, that's right. App, you could use Zoom <coughs> or, or Teams.
2: Yeah, obviously a conscious decision by Apple to uh, to yes, open to it up,
1: open things up. Um, then we had the watch, um, which was uh, widgets will now be put into a scrollable. Um, you can have widgets on your phone and they'll be in a scrollable uh thing below the below the watch face um a whole new design language and a much bigger focus on making use of the digital crown which i quite like i quite like that idea because i don't think the, the you know the crown quite often isn't used enough considering how much of a big job you know big thing Johnny made out of it originally over the last few iterations of the uh, watch OS I felt that the crown you know the use of the scrollable crown has become less and less used so I would um, say so a whole new kind of new design language um, more widgets um, so I'm looking forward to that um, I didn't take a huge amount of notice about the details of that um, I noticed that they had a big thing about cycling improved with third-party tools for Bluetooth linking, um, a new compass of waypoint features, and better maps for hikers and cyclists with um, kind of contour maps, and uh, things like if you go out a phone signal, dropping a pin on your map showing you where that was, so if you need to make your way back along the trail you know how far it was back to where you can get a phone signal, that sort of thing.
2: Right. Um, okay. Yes, I must admit, at this point, I'd skip through this section because not yeah. I, not using, I mean, my Apple II watches now, mm. I really should sell on because I, I just don't use it anymore. Um, so I'm not really interested in the watch. But uh, no, like all the other bits, some nice stuff in there.
1: There was some nice stuff. I mean, yeah, they're talking about a uh, you know a compass which now integrates with maps. I believe I'd have to rewatch this because, like you, it's not my top priority. Uh, yeah. Improved waypoint features for hikers and cyclists. You know, a lot of them based around um, safety. So things like yeah, this is where your phone signal went. If you need to backtrack to find where you can get in phone signal, it's dropped a pin on the map. Um, That's good. Uh, bet you know, contour contour maps. Of people hiking so you can see if you're you know about to walk up a great big mountain although open your eyes and look in front of you um <laughs> <laughs> stop, yeah stop looking at your watch and <laughs> <laughs> look at the look at the fact there's a big mountain in front of you no i'm sure it has you know good uses about um maybe hidden descents further down the trail that sort of thing
2: um oh, any, anything that can help while yep. you're out and about that's not not a problem
1: yeah, uh, new developer features for training apps for all sorts of things. There was um, things like wrist snap for tennis players and golf, uh, golfers. Uh, more, more features based on making use of the fact that the watch is on your wrist. And so obviously you can measure things like the amount of twist or snap or um, acceleration of your forearm, that sort of thing yeah um new health features, including mental health state of mind in mindfulness, which is an like a kind of expansion of the breathe um yeah breathe that um and apparently within that you will be able to uh take common surveys of mental health, you know the sort of things that the doctor gives you if you think you might be depressed. Um, Right. Kind of industry standard uh, mental health survey questions with suggestions for what you can do about it or, yeah, you need to see a doctor, you know. Um, All good things, all helpful. Um, And I don't recall this one, but I've written it down. Myopia reduction with sunshine measures and screen distance suggestions. Um, That, I recall, was... um, There were something to do... Yeah, myopia reduction... Uh, not sure what the so sunshine is trying to
2: were. so that's trying to increase your basically make your eyes work harder i, I assume
1: well i, I remember um, the screen distance suggestions... making the mus-
2: making the muscles stro- stronger effectively mm.
1: yeah i don't recall exactly don't, i'd have yeah, to rewatch that bit the screen distance suggestions i recall which was um I think that was more to do with the iPad suggesting that you know if you've got children who use iPads, it will suggest you know you're too close. Move the iPad oh, further see. away, that sort of thing. Um, That's a good idea. You know, yes,
2: because kids when they're little, they tend to. It doesn't matter how big the screen is that you've got; they'll sit almost on top of it, won't they? Mm.
1: So again, lots of um, lots of little things. I do remember watching the myopia reduction and sunscreen sunshine measures and thinking those are cool, but I can't remember what they are now. Um, right. And at that point, I think we've done quite a lot, Nick, so I'm going to say we stop for five minutes while I hand over to John in his hardware store, um, and he's going to tell us about a Scotch Power Pack, um, and I believe that includes emergency jump start for your car capabilities. But uh, sure. I'll, let, I'll let John tell you about that one, and we'll come back, and uh, shall we just skim over what we thought about the Apple Vision Pro afterwards. Sounds good. Okie dokie. Take it away, John.
3: Hooray, it's June, and the summer travel season begins here at Nemo's Hardware Store on the Essential Apple Podcast. Two things you need for summer travel, or all the time, actually. First one, from CatalystCase.com, C-A-T-A-L-Y-S-T- C-A-S-E dot com, is a better protection case with a lanyard and a screen protection for your beautiful and expensive iPhone. If you're using a crummy, cheap case, spend between 40 and $90. You get gripping, you get bouncing, you get waterproof, you get total protection, depending on which model you get. I've been using Catalyst cases since the iPhone 6, and my phones have survived many Otherwise catastrophic experiences, but the excellent cases from catalystcase.com make all the difference in the world and keep your phone pristine and working under all good and terrible conditions. Find the one that works for you, get the model you want, and you stop worrying about the damage to your amazing iPhone. While you're out and about, if it's dark, you need a flashlight, and if your car battery Needs a charge? You need jumper cables, and if your devices need power, you need a USB output. Scosche now has the Power Up Six Hundred Torch. That's right, it's a torch. S C O S C H E Scosche.com, dot com. Power Up P O W E R U P Six Hundred Torch or torch. It's the Six Hundred Amp Jump Start Power Bank Flashlight. It looks like a large flashlight, and you press the on switch. You really have to press it, and a single beam comes on, a nice beam. Press it again, slightly lower intensity beam. Press it again, it starts to flash in white SOS. Oh, I like that. It flashes SOS. Press it again, and you get regular regular flashing. Press it another time, and it turns it off. Just remember to press it really hard the first time to get the torch or the flashlight to come on. Then. You notice in the beautiful carrying case, jumper cable, and then at the other end, there's two blue prongs. Take off the back cap on the giant flashlight or torch, and you see how much power you've got in the power unit. And also, you've got two little ports where you can plug in those prongs to jump start your car. Be careful and read the instructions. In addition, you have power out if you need to charge your iPhone, your iPad, or your i-whatever. What else is in here? Oh, this is terrific. What used to be called the cigarette lighter. You've got the 12-volt adapter to plug into your car's power, and you've got a USB-C cable that you can use for just about anything, but especially to charge up your Skosh Power Up 600 torch. So they've thought of everything. Let's rewind. A beautiful carrying case, your black and red jumper cables, with the prongs at the back that go in to the ports at the bottom of the charged up jumbo flashlight that you charge up itself with the included power supply that you get from the 12-volt adapter in your car with the USB-C to regular USB flat A cable. So basically they thought of everything. Check out the website at skosh.com. Much easier to view than to describe. This is $100 in the U.S., And maybe you can get some discounts. They're offering some summer specials. Get a good case for all of your Apple equipment and get good power supply for emergencies that you will need on the road, plus routine charging and torching. That's it from Nemo's Hardware Store. Back again real soon.
1: Thank you, John. And as ever, there will be links in the show notes. Uh, don't expect much in the way of show notes other than that, but uh, there we go. Uh so um then of course we had uh one more thing. Uh the highly predicted um AR uh product which Apple had managed to keep the name of secret because it was called Apple Vision Pro. Uh so Two fingers up to yeah. those people who said it was going to be called the reality and have be, you know, all these other things. Wrong, 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 <laughs> wrong. Ha ha ha. Um, actually, <laughs> in the Gruber thing, he said I had to be very careful not to reveal any of the um, previous code names. And oh went, right! Uh, and he said, like you know, that we used a lot of code names. I was going. You had more than one code name. He said, we had code names for the code names. <laughs> <laughs> he says we've been working on this for ten years. We've been working on this for ten years. It didn't come out of nowhere, you know. So there you go. Um, but there we go. The Vision Apple Vision Pro. Um, not what a lot of people expected. I don't think it did look like the leaked uh, renders. I'll give it that. Um, but I think it was quite different to what a lot of people expected. I don't know. What did you think about it, Nick?
2: Well, I didn't actually get to see it till this morning. Um, so, uh, well, actually early this afternoon. And um, generally, I was quite impressed. I, I, th- I think I came away feeling that they were right. This was a new and new, um, what do they call it? Platform.
1: Yep, a new platform, Um, um, and they're uh, describing uh, it as spatial computing.
2: Yeah, and I I thought they'd like when the original Apple, uh, when the iPhone came out, they'd thought really long and hard about what the most important aspects of it are. And I think they did a pretty good job, apart from its cost, of course. But we'll come to that later yeah we'll get to that bit um i'm sure i'm sure you know it it, it's a expensive
1: thing to make and um well i mean it's got uh, what what has it got in it what did they say six cameras
2: yeah goodness knows how many cameras and sensors sensors
1: i I, I
2: think um, it was that it was the attention to detail of 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 actually making it work as seamlessly as possible mm. and as uh Unconnectedly as possible and and most intuitively as possible they'd obviously spent a long time on that. I mean the, was the evolution big. of that interface has obviously taken
1: years years and years you
2: know, I, f- fair enough fair enough they've taken ten years working on it, but I reckon during that whole time it's probably evolved and evolved and evolved and evolved. Oh, I have through. no doubt
1: of that. I have no doubt of that. I'm sure the, you know, original concept builds were huge clunky helmets with lord knows what. Um, as you know, again, if you're interested in that, do watch the, the WWDC uh live with Gruber, um, which is on YouTube. Um, they talk about it a lot, of course. Um, and they do talk about, you know, years and years of work, um, about how they took the Steve Jobs approach of don't get some technology and then figure out what to do with it and make a product. Think about what you want to build and then work towards it. And if you have to develop technology to make it work how you want, then put it on hold until you can build the technology you need. So... Yeah. um A lot of that. Obviously, they did reference back to ARKit and the first introductions of things like LiDAR, building basic AR experiences on the iPad, all that stuff. And as he said, yeah, of course, all that was that was all part of it. That's all. I think it was Kelly who once said about some other new product that when you look back, you can see the dots, but you can't always see them at the time. It's only when a new product comes, you can look back and join the dots of things Apple have done. Um to get to where they're going. I mean it's got um the lenses, the lenses themselves to get those like Yeah.
2: So the lens technology from the i all the everything they've learnt from the iPhone,
1: um and, the, the um the eye lenses themselves they're not simply like oh yeah here's two little you know here's two little screens and we'll um make them so no, that they they're no. binocular and then put some magnifiers in front so you can see them i mean they've got like what were they? something like six element lenses or something i can't remember now incredibly complex yeah. lenses to make it all smooth and retina and wrap round and amazing yes amazing. You, can
2: see, you can see quite a lot of things i mean the um The facial mapping from the iPhone as well, Mm -hmm. all the sensors they built for security originally obviously are being used in this device for mapping your face and um, build
1: these um, I mean
2: you really can see looking back now you can see those milestones being ticked off exactly um, maybe maybe not originally for the but you can see where they'll look back and say we can
1: use that we can use yep.
2: that we can use that bit
1: we can use yeah. that bit I mean the hand tracking apparently from all the, the people who've had hands-on experience um, Carolina Milanese who hopefully I'm going to get on the show in the show a few shows time said that at first when she was trying it she wanted to reach out you know in virtual space and try and yes pinch things <clears throat> but she said i soon found you could just leave your hands on your lap and just tap your thing you know fourth thing and uh, finger and thumb together to do a click It can register that, you know. Um, Interestingly, uh, I think it might have been been the... It was the guy, and I can't remember his name, so apologies to him, uh, who was on Gruber, said, well, you can actually tap the icons. So when you're on the home screen, right, you you can look at it. It says the eye tracking is, you know, very, very um, technologically advanced, and it will track precisely where you look and so you can look at an icon and it will highlight and then you can just tap you do the finger click and that will activate it but it says if you prefer you can literally point with your finger at the icon as if you're tapping it in virtual space because yeah. you the, the the you know the headset knows what you're looking at so it will register you trying to do that um everybody who's written a report those who are lucky enough to have had 30 minutes demo with it say it's not finished yet it's definitely not finished yet um but it's amazing john gruber was completely stunned by the fact that he said everything in it is projected into your you know your real environment and it's perfect and it stays where it should be um you know you can arrange the screens around you in real space and they don't move at all relative to your environment um which is something they said they worked really, really hard on. Um, I hadn't realised, I
2: must admit, I did watch a tiny bit of the keynote when I was in the Netherlands and the bit I caught was the beginning of the, and, and I wasn't really listening because I was with other people, hmm. um, uh, but I could see what was going on on the screen. And uh, I must admit, I kept saying to myself, oh, that's no good. Look, that it's all right showing that, but it's in a dark environment. What happens when it's a light environment? That's okay. It's in a dark environment, and then when I actually watched the keynote, it said, "Yeah, and we darken the background." <laughs>
1: mm. I thought, oh, of, co- "Of course, they do." <laughs> but um, they only dim it down. You know, they just they dim die it down. All the back. Yes. Um, as I said, the one well, the... you can, depending, depending
2: on how much you use the crown, isn't it? The crown mm. controls how immersive it is.
1: Yeah. And you can have I various clever. Um, I like you that. Know, you can have a you can have a completely fake environment, as said. You can be on the top of a mountain or on the beach or various other things, or you can be in your living room. Um, I, I, my thoughts, general thoughts about it is,
2: I think that on the whole, this will be used differently to other VR headsets. Oh, definitely. I
1: think it will be.
2: I think it will be used in all sorts of places that you probably wouldn't never see a VR headset. I, um, I think
1: very much they've aimed at the. Um, AR slash mixed reality, you know, XR as they call it, um, yes. environment. It's much more about that, although it can go full VR. They said you can dial the it thing. Can. You, can, you can choose a, a completely fake environment. You know, you could sit on the moon or Mars or somewhere and dial it into full virtual. Um, but even then, they've done this thing where so if somebody approaches you, the sensors will do it, and they will appear through your virtual reality. They will kind of blend into, uh, you know, they'll kind of fade into existence. Um, yeah, lot of clever stuff. Yes, eye-wateringly expensive, to be honest.
2: But yeah, I mean, the problem, the prob- the, pro- the problem is, I mean, three and a half thousand dollars is fine, except a large proportion of us wear glasses, so you're going to have to have prescription lenses made as well. Yes. So you're probably talking more like $4,000. Yeah, $4,000 odd. Dollars. Cheapest. I don't Which...
1: know if you'd be able to do it, but with your glasses still on, you might be able to. It depends how yeah. tight well, you
2: they, they, they made quite a big thing about it measuring your face properly and everything, didn't they? Yes, they oh, did. i tell you the other thing. The other thing I really liked as well was the, um, the avatar-like stuff that they do because yes. you can't see your face. Yeah. Uh when you're on Zoom or whatever, they say an avatar, which is actually a pretty good representation of you.
1: And which will no doubt so, only get uh, I better was over very time. Clever. Yes, it was very clever. Yes. And um of course they had the eyesight, the thing where it projects um not actually your eyes, but uh some sort of um like based on your avatar, but it does use the sensors inside, measuring your eyes so that where the eyes look is where you are looking, and when you blink, it blinks. Yes. They said none of that's done with machine learning or any kind of AI that's not generated. The, that's your eyes are, 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 well, no, it's not strictly pass-through because there's no thing inside. The eyes that are projected onto the front. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, based yeah. based well, on I mean, your um, what
2: what based on your avatar, is...
1: but what you see somebody outside where you're looking and when you blink and whatnot is actually a pass through from the sensors on the inside. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and I Never. have to say, John Gruber in the past has expressed um serious doubts about that. Was it a joke? Was it some sort of um you know deliberate leak? Was it uh you know an internal gag? But he said, when I saw it, it's it, it's amazing. And apparently, yeah. the front the well, front was... l- the front lens is yeah. um, an impredi- incredibly complicated curved lenticular. Um, what they say anyway, it's an incredibly complicated lens, which mm-hmm. means that um, whichever angle you're looking at it, you will see a realistic uh, representation.
2: Oh, I see. Yes, I see what you mean. So, so it's, it's, so it'll, it's look, not... it'll look like a three D head. Yes.
1: yes. <laughs> so if you're Sort of at forty-five degrees to the um, to the screen, you won't see the eyes in a weird, like distorted way. You will see it as gotcha. if you're looking at a, at a three D so head side on. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is very clever.
2: I, I, the other thing I liked was the the accommodations they've made for AR, like the when someone walks up to you and they so they appear in your vision. Yep. I thought that was really clever. And so um, a lot about it that's what I meant when I said at the beginning that they'd really, really, really thought about this for a while. Oh yes. And and you can see the amount the amount of effort they've made to make it as as um so I was going to say simultaneous. That's not the right word. As as smooth a transition between AR and reality as yep. you could possibly get.
1: Yeah, and and, and they've got this thing. Well, I mean, well the other done, thing, Apple. Very good. Yeah, and the other thing was the they said with the the front lens. If you've, di- you've dialed it up into full virtual reality, what people will see on the outside is you know a bit something a bit like the, the Siri into action screen. It will be you know a sort of uh, a bunch of colours. Um, yeah. to show that you are... Yes,
2: to show that you're...
1: You're fully m- ...not paying off. attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it as well. It's also got... You know, they're making use of the sensors to do this sort of 3D uh, video recording and um, true depth... Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? That that, that
2: that makes me think of things like Minority Report. And, oh, yes. Do you know what I mean? Um, Where you actually get... You feel like you're there. I mean... It's, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: And again... Obviously, they've only got a demo, but John Gruber said that the um, when they when he viewed these, you know, demo uh, sort of memories, he says, I can't help but describe them as virtual memory. That, yes. um, he says, like, when you're watching a movie, you can blow it up as big as you like, you can make it bigger than your real room, you can have a hundred foot screen, you can do what you like, but it's still a movie in a defined rectangle as the director, you know, cut it. But he said the memories appear like through a like a portal. The edges are gently hazed out and it's like a it's almost like a you know, something out of um, you said some sort of fantasy thing where a wizard has done a you know, waved his hand in a circle and made a portal in time that you can look through. Yes. And they said they spent a long time in, in, you know, product research defining exactly the best way to do that. Um, You know, they tried all different sorts of things, with it being in lenses or bubbles or whatever. Um, And apparently, you know, when those things appear, or like the 3D dinosaurs or anything like that, when you put your hand out, there's a a massive amount of compute power goes into masking your hand and matting it into the 3D image. Um, (laughs) Right. So that it's just like you can't, it's not like you can't put your hand through a thing, a virtual object, but we make it very much so that that doesn't, you know, that doesn't happen. It's very difficult to do. The R1 chip, basically real time, is mapping your hand, masking it and matting it into the 3D environment in real time, which is massively powerful. Which is another reason I think, although it is an eye watering price, I can understand it. I mean it's powered by a full M two and then a second yeah. real time signal processing chip to handle all those things. So
2: I I also I also think it's the kind of thing that no one is gonna no one's gonna buy this without considering it carefully. And they're gonna wanna try it first. So that, that only, I, I, I doubt if these are going to be sold much on the internet because no, I not. think pe- people aren't just going to buy it. Well, uh, no, don't get me wrong. There'll be some fanboys with more money than sense, and they'll just buy them. But the average person will want to try it and, and see if it's worth the amount of money it's worth. Definitely. Uh, and I think, you know, if you've got the money, you'll probably
1: say yes. Yeah. I. I... Um, but we'll see. We will see. Will it you know, will it become a massive platform in its own right? I, I think they've done enough work to give it a good chance, let's put it that way. I think
2: they have. Yeah. I think they have too.
1: I think it's completely uh, I'd be different. Surprised.
2: It might become one of their smaller lines, but I still think it'll be a viable one.
1: I think I think there's a good chance that if they can get enough traction. Don't forget they already already started out calling this the Vision Pro. Yeah. Which to me, leave some room in the future to build a better version and then make another version maybe based mostly on the older, you know, say the original, the one we're looking at now. Yeah. And moving that down, you know, in a typical Apple mode, taking a few things out of it, making a few maybe. minor compromises and going, well, all right, yeah. I mean, yeah, they've
2: done... They've done... They've done that with everything else. So I don't see any reason why they wouldn't do it with this. Exactly.
1: Imagine, yeah. you know, in four or five years' time, you know, an Apple Vision SE with some of the more expensive features taken out. I know people say it's a lot of money, but if you could 1000 to $1,500 bracket.
2: Yeah, if, if you could bring it down to the cost of a PC. Because, I mean, that's what you're getting, effectively. Oh, yeah. That, that you wear on your face. Um, Precisely. Then people. People would be would be more ready to say, "Okay, I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna stump up that amount of money. I I'm gonna go for it." But... I think it's I think it's no, there, there, there will be and, and there will be enough people out there who will just
1: say, "Yeah, I'm having it." Oh, there's plenty of people <laughs> who've got money to so, throw around, aren't there? Yeah, you know? Yes. Yeah, so... Um, as you say, it's not going to be something you just buy out of the Apple Store because uh, the whole thing with the light mask, yes. um, several reviews I've seen said there were about you know six eight ten different light masks available at the demos yeah,
2: that's right, but Is that depending on your the shape of your face or something
1: yeah the size and shape of your head and your face, but Apple have said yeah. that there will be many more you will have to be you will have to go to an apple store and be
2: and be fitted
1: fitted you know they will do a depth map yeah. of your face and there there will be many more um depth masks. And, uh, or, well, you know, light seal masks and even headbands available, um, at launch. So, yeah, this is very much something you will go and be custom fitted for. And at three and a half grand, I should bloody well think so. But, um, yeah. <laughs> so, did
2: they say when it was going to be when they, uh, were, when they were thinking of launching it?
1: Early 2024. Right. And, um, John Gruber pressed one of them and said, early 2024, what exactly is early 2024? And their (laughs) reply was, well, it's before late 2024. (laughs) Yeah, so any time between January and probably and July. Maybe July. <laughs> yeah. Probably some and somewhere May- in the first oh. half. Yeah, you know. They didn't even say that. Well, it's before late. <laughs> 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 very good, very good response. So there you go. Um I I think it's a, a good start. Eye wateringly expensive. That said, if I had three and a half grand to chuck at it, I think I might be tempted.
2: Yeah. Um, I think it all depends on I mean what I don't we've seen so half.
1: far. I don't have three and a half, no. but I I I expect I expect when launch time comes, expect to see long queues outside Apple oh, stores. Yeah. Uh, you know, trying to get a demo. Um, because yes, a lot of uh, say,
2: What what I'd be what I'd be interested in really is is the quality of the visuals because, I mean, I've got one of the early um uh oh I've forgotten what they're called now uh. I think Google, Quest or the quest, yeah. I've got the first quest, okay. and in all honesty, the vi- visuals are acceptable, but that's that's as far as I'd go. Um, so apples will have to be nigh on perfect, really,
1: and, for me, you to know, spend that amount of money on it by all accounts that I've read. And we're talking about people like John Syracuse, John, um, Gruber you know these big names uh yes. uh carolina Milanese, um uh you know benedict uh, all all the big names you see tweeting and writing columns um those of them who've had a go at it say it is you know super impressive and that Fair they've enough. come out of it even going in very skeptical have come out saying that was like unbelievably
2: Good. a little bit blown away yeah. yeah
1: so you know i think from that level they've got it they've got it nailed whether it you know whether it will make a long term product or not i can't say
2: no uh, well, I, I don't think any of us can say that no <laughs> look look at look at, uh, look at the comments about the original
1: iphone and the original ipad <laughs> well, well look at the comments about the original watch you know um
2: exactly yes who's going to who's going to buy this
1: you know, and let's face it <laughs> well, a lot of people a lot of people bought it, and even then, you know we all knew that the Apple Watch Zero was a pretty compro well not compromised time, but time limited yeah it was a time limited product, and you know had a lot of things it the same as the original iPhone. The original iPhone couldn't do cut and paste. It didn't have three G. But I think, they, I think I think
2: they knew I think they knew that if they were going to do this they'd have to do it really well straight away. Yeah. Um so I don't I don't I'm sure there will be rough edges in certain places, but I think they'll probably be hidden away. <laughs> and um I get the impression it's quite polished already.
1: I think it's pretty polished already. Because
2: um, they've waited until it has been. Because I
1: think that's, yeah. Because Again, they knew, how
2: important, it, they knew how important it was to
1: get it right. It's got to be right. And if you know, you know, the amount of compute put they, power they put into it is, is really quite ludicrous. I mean, Phenomenal, an, M, yeah. an M2 in itself and then a specialist R1 real-time signal processor. Yeah. I'm not surprised oh, uh, we, it's a lot we, of We didn't
2: money. mention... We didn't mention the button um, that there is on the side that uh, if you see somewhere you like, like, you know, say Vienna, you can press the button and a couple of little helicopter blades shoot out the top and and it takes off and away you go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Indeed. Go, go, gadget
0: goggles. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: oh, dear. Oh, I like that. Oh, dear. Right, so, uh, well, there we go. I think you and I both agree that it's probably out of our price range, but I'm very interested in it, and um, I think it's something I'd to lo- watch Yeah, I'd over love it. to have a go. And I'd very much yeah. like to just have a, you know, even a 20-minute demo just to see how good it really is. And, you know, if, if people like John Syracuse and Gruber and... Carolina, Milanese and all the rest of them say it's astounding, then I think Apple are on the right track. I mean, if anybody yeah. was going to... I know Groove is a bit of an Apple fanboy, but I think if it was rough, he would say... This oh, I'm is sure he down. would, yeah. I think he would sure say he this would. is yeah. a bit of a letdown. You know, and at £3,500, it's not worth the money. Um, and I'm just looking to see how it goes. I mean, let's face it, Tech perennially gets cheaper over time oh yeah and
2: although although apple stuff doesn't tend to follow, <laughs> Not... <laughs> follow the trend it does it, it does drop a little but it doesn't tend to or it or it fall off a cliff
1: <laughs> no no it doesn't fall off a cliff but then again it often stays at the same price and you could see although i
2: mean i mean apple have got a lot more breadth in their um offerings these days i mean the, the phones for instance you can you can get from quite Perfectly viable, really good phones, but they're actually a lot cheaper than the the headliners. I mean, of course, they and, are. and and there's a lot of there's a lot of choice within that that um, that band as well. So, well, there is. Yeah, I, mean, I suppose you know, I, I shouldn't complain too much. They just make too
1: much money. Apple. Well, they make a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, you know, as you know, I bought the Apple Watch SE two. Which still isn't a cheap product. I mean, it was the best part of yeah. 400 quid. But that provides everything I want. You know, my wife went mad and decided to get the, was it, eight? Whatever the biggest, flashiest, latest one was. Yeah. Um, and that was nearly twice that price. Um, does she need all the features and bells and whistles? No, not really. She just wanted to one-up me. but <laughs> <laughs> She wanted to have an all, you know, I want the biggest, best one going, and I want everything, and I want to have a better one than Simon's prepared to pay for. But that's another matter. Altogether. Um. Yeah. There we go. Well, I think that's
2: I enough. Suppose, I think we should be wrapping up. Because I think we should nice. wrap
1: up, indeed. <laughs> We've been going on for a long time. Not surprising, because there was a lot of stuff to cover. I'm going to do... There a... was. I'm going to do a couple of little um, links which um, are related. Um, six colors uh, had a features not discussed on stage at WWDC, which is worth a read because obviously that's stuff that uh, didn't make, uh, didn't get to be, you know, demoed on the WWDC keynote stage, but are still a lot of um, nice bits and pieces. I've got uh, Mac OS Sonoma features, which won't be available for Intel Macs. I haven't read that, but I can guess that's quite a lot of them. Um, And of course, uh, yeah, John Gruber's WWDC Live, which, as I say, is very interesting because there's a lot of talk about everything. And, uh, if nothing else, watch it for, uh, Craig getting, picking up the guitar and shredding the hell out of it. Um, and I've got a few other stories in possible stories here, but we haven't got a lot of time. Let me see. Uh, Apple have acquired the AR headset firm Mira, who were behind the Mario Kart ride at Super Nintendo World. So they've absorbed those, mm. um, uh. Microsoft found a lethal, quote-unquote, migraine exploit, uh, which could bypass Apple uh, system integrity protection. Um, they told Apple about it, and Apple fixed it, so as long as you're up to date, that um, never got anywhere. Um, Suffolk Pete sent us one, ducking hell to disappear from autocorrect, which we've mentioned. <laughs> um one and john gruber made a joke about that as well uh one password passkey support for web launches in public beta for the mac um apparently ios 17 will tell you how long it will take to download an app and um, ios 17 will let you share icloud keychain passwords with your friends and family um and Cult of Mac also have 10 features Apple didn't talk about at WWDC23. And I've got some more, but I think that's enough for now. So uh, thanks for joining me, Nick. And, uh OK. I'm glad I got a chance to talk to someone about it, because when you've watched it, you nearly always want to have a a chat and say, what do you think? (laughs) Um, What's this one? Um, Business Insider, Apple exec shows off his guitar skills after Solo in WWDC video, which I suspect is probably another link back to John Gruber. Oh, um, right. There we go. Um, And I shall try and make some sense out of the show notes and uh, get this out as soon as possible, because unfortunately... um, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, I'm busy because I have to travel to Birmingham for my uh, wife's uncle's funeral. So, um, oh,
2: right. Yeah, I'm playing for a funeral on Thursday. Yeah, a week for funerals.
1: I'm off to um, uh, yeah West Brom crematorium. Um, if anybody's there and wants to bump into me, not the best of times, I know. But um, yeah, he had a good run. Um, unfortunately, he um, he'd had uh, some sort of neck or throat cancer for several years, and um, oh dear. Yeah, you know, he, he You know, he was elderly. Don't get me wrong, but um, he had a fall at Christmas and that kind of. Ne- he never recovered from that, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, he passed away. So we we're off to uh, his funeral and pay our respects. But, um,
2: Jolly good. Well, I hope that
1: goes well. I'm sure it will go perfectly well. Off to West Brom for that one. But uh, there you go. All right, Nick. Uh, we'll wrap it up. People can find us in the Slack room. You can follow me on. Um, on Twitter or Mastodon as at Serenak, that's S-E-R-E-N-A-K. Thank you to all the people who support the show by spreading the word and whatnot. I know we've not been as regular as we should be of late. Hopefully we'll try and get that back on the rails. But um there we are. And hopefully I've got some guests lined up over the next couple of months to make it a little bit more interesting than just being me and Nick. Not that uh Nick is boring at all because he's not. So, there we go. Yes, I am. Um. No, you're not. No, you're not at
2: all. All, I'm all you you can get.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not true. Not true. Anyway, until next week, hopefully next week, Nick and I will sign off and see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. You've been listening to The Essential Apple Podcast.
3: Hey David, this week on Tech Fan, let's talk about Apple. I uh, don't like it. Yeah, okay. Uh Windows? We could talk about Windows. Ring. Um yeah, you know there's there's a lot of cool things in 3D printing going on. We could we could talk really? about cool. I uh, don't think so. I, I, what about like uh Raspberry Pi? We've we've discussed that in the past. It's Tech Fan. No. Well, you're you're just being difficult. Now, what do you want to talk about this week on Tech Fan? How about we talk about Apple and then a little bit about Microsoft and then the Raspberry Pi? Newsock.